Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is intimacy and AI bots. Can they come together? Let's find out. Hello, friends. You're listening to Kinda Dating. I'm Natasha. Hey. Can you do me a favor? Can you tell a friend about the podcast? Just one. If uh, if anything that we've been doing uh, has affected you in a positive way, maybe given you a laugh, maybe given you a new perspective, uh, maybe just talked about something that you were interested in, um, I'm sure there are other people who also like that. So if you could tell a friend, it always helps us out. Um, Thanks so much for listening again. And we have a really, really cool topic today. It's on intimacy and uh, and AI, which is really cool. Uh, it's something that we haven't really talked too much about on the show, but I, I have a really awesome guest here to help navigate that. Um, he's a musician and co-writer of uh, the graphic novel Masters of the Sun with Marvel and Black Eyed Peas. Welcome, Benjamin Jackendolf. Hello, how are you? You and I uh, are have already done this interview shit before. This we're old hat. Yeah, this is like this is a second date. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> this is uh, this it is, is take two. Yeah, I know the first time went so well we, <laughs> that we were we like, let's do this again. Again, um, if, for people who don't know, uh, I hosted uh, Meltdown Network presents. Masters of the Sun and Evening with Black Eyed Peas, where uh, we did a live stream on the the internets uh, with you, Damian Scott, yeah. and uh, Will I Am Apple uh, Tab, and the, Tab. the boys, the boys, yeah, yep, yeah. Uh, for Masters of the Sun. Yeah, yeah. How's all that going? It's going great. Um, you guys are going to be at uh, L.A. We'll Comic Con, Stanley's L.A. Comic Con. Yeah, we'll be at L.A. LA Comic Con. Uh, we're going to be in New York Comic Con next week. Oh. We have a lot of cool announcements coming up that Uh-oh. I can't talk about yet, just, just, but it's okay. They're just coming up. Let, just let one of them I slide just, here. I know, right? Well, I have to say, like honestly, in my opinion, and and I, I really think this is the biggest hip hop multimedia project that's ever been done, just because of what it covers. And oh yeah, you'll, totally. Um, you'll see when the new it's things start coming out. It's a super deep and layered uh, story. You know, yeah, we talked about that a bit. story, and I think what we're doing technology-wise, which mm-hmm. is the stuff I can't say yet, but it will be out within the next month and a half. You'll be able to see all the I cool I kind of already know, but I, I know you talk do, about but it. We, you know. Um, I know. Gosh, so, you can't give out secrets. Well, after next week you can, <laughs> or the two weeks. Um, but yeah, no, it's been an amazing project. It's been one of these ones that, you know, it's it's been a natural organic kind of project which yeah. i think you know in any re- talking about relationships coming back to dating and everything I think in any sort of relationship, it has to just kind of naturally progress. Totally. It has to start from like that meeting where you go, oh, wow, you're cool, you're cool. And then it grows into something that becomes either this huge, massive thing that just goes on and on, which could be a family in the sense of dating yeah. and relationships, or in the sense of this is like, it is kind of, you know, it is, we build a family in this project, you know, I mean, Damien and myself never had met nor worked together before. It was kind of a cold yeah. call to, to, to connect up. And, and Will, it was super random. I mean, God bless Will for trusting me with this project. He was just like, here, go and make this thing. And wow. I was like, okay, right. <laughs> off to the sure. races. And, you know, and obviously he and I collaborated throughout the process. And it was just one of those ones where it was like, 
this is really cool. Like someone who obviously Will I Am is trusting me to go and turn it's this. Really, into a it's really, it's really crazy and random. It, it is just because you guys weren't like we were homies. We never know. Yeah, you like, like met we, through we a just, music thing, right? It was then, actually it was through a film that he was doing. I knew the guy that was directing this this film, and I ended up going down to the studio. It was actually a scene that Will was acting in. And I, I go down and, and like, you know, just start talking about, you know, just comics and this and that. And I told him I'd been hosting this comic book Sunday party for the past almost, well, now to be 10 years. At the time, it was like six years or mm-hmm. whatever it was. And I was telling him it was like all about getting people together and building a community and, and growing from that and building relationships between people on like a real peer to peer level, which comes into yeah, what our topic yeah. is about intimacy, you know, where, you know, people I think need to be in a physical space mm-hmm. in order to truly interact and exchange ideas and, and vibes and whatever and he kind of was looking me up and down and be like who the fuck is this weird dude you know with this hoodie and his skateboard <laughs> like yeah, all right? sudden, I'm like what's up man blah, blah. and he's like he's like size me up I'm like all right and then I get back to my office and I get a call from that dude and he was like yo he's like Will wants to work with you and like I was like what the fuck all right like, that was crazy I'm not gonna crazy. lie Will is like a very intense guy like when when I was interviewing you guys it was really funny because at one point um he you know he was wearing his his sunglasses because yeah. like a cool dude he was wearing his sunglasses inside and uh at one point I asked a question and he just he just stopped and was just staring and then and then I, I thought he was about to say something so I was like okay and there's nothing else to be said so <laughs> on to the next question but like and it's not even like he it, it, yeah. guys he wasn't checking me out or anything he was he's just an intense no. guy and he's focused and well, so like and when he also he, there's so many things like i think with will and myself the thing when we first sat down and talked about the project when we're both into something and excited about it all of a sudden it's like this crazy connect fast of like and just like firing off and i think that's where you know like my brain i'm I'm probably ADHD. I've never been diagnosed, but I mean, just the way my <laughs> brain works, it's like, are, yeah. right, I have a million, you know, internet tabs in my brain totally. and I'm like closing them and opening another one and closing that one yep. and then pulling all these things. And I think, you know, that was how we, you know, connected in that first, yeah. that first real creative meeting. And it was like that ever since. And I think, you know, we trusted each other's instincts and, you know, the thing was, the reason why those poems are in the book where we we were about to go to print and, and Will was like, I want to kind of get some more backstory into it. And I was like, that's going to be really hard for me to gear up the team and get everybody together to actually do this in the next like week, two weeks, like, and to get four pages done. I'm like, That's can we do poems? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is random. I was like, what about poetry? Like, what if we write our backstory as poetry? Cause I mean, obviously music rap and, yeah, and he had yeah, written yeah. a poem that was, you know, that ends the book. And I was like, let's just go with that mm-hmm. and create them as these verses from Master Son and telling the backstory. So it was really cool. Like those kinds of, you know, creative interactions where he's like, yo, that sounds dope. Let's do it. Yeah. And then just when it's like, let's do it. We just do it. Just did it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, cool. the, like two weeks ago, he FaceTimes me. He's like, yo, we're ready to do book two. And I'm like, well, we need to work out this, this, and this. He's like, all right, let's do it. And I have these jams cool. at my place every Thursday. So all these people are hanging out at my place, playing music. And I'm in my bedroom on FaceTime with Will being like, all right, man, well, what do we do? Just rent. You know, and just ranting right, on them. Yeah, yeah going just going off. off yeah. And just and I'm like taking notes. I'm like, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. And I hit up Damien. I'm like, yo, man, I'm like, I think we're getting this, blah, blah. And I put together the outline, sent over to him. He sent me the page breaks. Crazy. So I'm like, let's go. So I'm ready for book two. We're, we're moving forward. So that's where we are with that. Yeah, that's exciting. So. And so funny because like, what a small world. Damien uh, is know, best friends with one of my really good friends and old coworker at MTV so and super random. cool, just random guy, Rob Markman, if you 
know hip hop, everybody knows him. Yeah. Shout out Rob Markman if you're listening, uh, and Damien. Um, but yeah. yeah, like so weird that I found out when they were here that they were best friends. I was like, oh, I know. This is so strange. It's it, you know, and that was the thing I think you know with that project, and I think back to you know kind of bringing it to the relationship thing. It's like that's when it happens and when it connects it and it's just real yeah it just happens totally. like there's not you're not trying to force things you're not mm-hmm. trying to create you know and there are you know what you had said like the commitment issues like i don't know with something like that when it feels so real and it just happens there's you want to be committed to that totally, you want to be like yeah. this is what i want to do these are the people i want to be with and maybe that's the thing maybe it is just about just being really that excited about somebody that yeah. even like a relationship that makes you want to commit right because totally. like otherwise you're just if you're half into it or you're no, like not it. really that excited i don't feel like it naturally comes out of you um yeah I, but let me start from the top oh yeah let's do single it. or in a relationship we ask every guest that question. single okay yeah ready to mingle um you know off and on but i'm not really like again back to the commitment yeah, thing. yeah yeah you know i kind of my own story you know i i've i'm through a divorce i yeah. have a son who's six an amazing we just relationship did an episode on dating after divorce right was that with uh with, with yeah, yeah my uh, husband, Jonathan, Jonathan, yeah, yeah yeah you know divorce and d- dating after divorce is really an interesting thing because i think you coming out of a relationship after divorce, you know, that kind of relationship, and especially having a child in that, mm-hmm. you somewhat want to supplant that, you know, environment, course, you yeah. know, that world and that family kind of thing. And, you know, my, my son was really young when we split, you know, he's he doesn't remember us ever together, which I think was a big reason why I think it was that choice happened at that mm-hmm. time, because I was just like, this is not a healthy thing. And, you know, I think, We've now, like, she's remarried. She has another kid. He's got his little brother. You know, we totally get along. It's all about, you know, it's all about the family. I look at it, you know, as as family is everything, you know, and like the extended family. You want to make sure that everyone is kind of all a part of it Mm -hmm. and that there's no. You know, there's no uh, bad blood or and this kind of comes into, you know, in in dating. It's like after that, you don't want to ever date someone that has issues with your ex-wife. Of course. I mean, if you have a child in the mix, if if you have an ex-wife that you never have to see or talk to, whatever, who cares? Yeah. But like the child thing is everything because you have to let go of everything and really be focused on making sure that that environment and that you know life is, is about, you know, your child. So, you know, right now it's like I have so many projects going on. Yeah, it's tough. Masters of the Sun 2 to a, a top secret project with uh, AI and chatbots that we're developing right yeah. now that kind of comes into, you know, what we're going to talk about. You know, I have that. I have a TV series that wow. we just are we're going out with with Millennium Films, yeah, um, yeah. the Undisputed TV series. So we're going to be going out to, to studios with that. I mean, just so that's just many tip of the things. Iceberg. So yeah, I'm like, how just, can I? I can't commit to anyone. I hear you. Know, you. No, so I get it. Like, I have so many things, too, right now. Yeah. And it's been hard because, like, people are asking me on dates and I feel bad like I'm literally like do you want to look at my phone yeah. right now I swear I'm not making it up like my week has to be planned a week in advance because oh yeah it's not because I'm trying to like be like I'm not trying to be spontaneous it's just people set up meetings yeah. and they said you know especially in entertainment everybody's so busy so like you get a meeting booked in a week a two month, weeks in advance so, yeah. and then you look on your schedule like shit yeah. oh my god I've got like a whole day of meeting and like drink meetings at night like oh, yeah. it's just oh like half of the times I'm just like meeting other writers and executives <laughs> and we're just like shooting the shit and getting ideas at night and yeah. so I'm just like I don't have and then trying to like fit a couple friends in or life things in there there's just like yeah, I get like one day a week or yeah, one night a week, me too. and then I get I'm Wednesday. just like yeah, 
<laughs> like Wednesday Next night, week I have like, a Tuesday and yeah. I was just like, oh my God. And yeah. then, you know, when you're single and you're dating, just dating more than one person, there's no way. I'm like, I don't have time. Yeah. To and like- texting them or calling them yeah, or, oh, I mean, you know, and that, that in and of itself, I mean, I look at, you know, for me, it's like, I feel like any sort of relationship has to have a creative spontaneity to it. And every time you walk away from that connection, you need to feel like replenished yeah. as opposed to depleted. Totally. And I think, you know, I have all these creative partnerships right now and collaborations. Like I have a music collaboration. I'm working with this girl, Lubna, um, and we have a group called Mad Science or a duo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's like electro pop, you know, XX yeah. kind of, but I do a lot of like hip hop, electro yeah. stuff, like weird vibes, whatever. Cool. So we do that on Mondays and I'm working with another homie on Tuesdays and this other team. So it's like every day. I know every day is like some part of the different project. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and this is like, I have these creative, you know, jam sessions, music jams every Thursday. We get together at my place and like I have all, it's turned into a party. Totally. You know, so it's like you, you're constantly needing to, you know, feel replenished from these connections. And I think you know coming back into what we're talking about you know with these connections for me you know what's so important is having real connections in a you know kind of p2p environment you know where there's a real exchange of energy and ideas so like yeah that's what i was gonna ask you is like what what is intimacy to you yeah and like what is what is that for for you or just in general as a concept well i think you know i i look at intimacy as as being able to feel completely comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. with that person or persons or whatever it is, you know, we're not talking about threesomes, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but you know, hey, whatever, whatever, whatever wrong, it is, yeah. but, you know, whatever. I think ultimately it's like if, if we're talking about a relationship, it's, it's that, you know, connection within a space yeah, and that feeling of like, I feel comfortable. Like yeah. I can be me. This is who I am. There's no, you know, bullshit, whatever. Yeah. And, and feeling like you can explore ideas and things that you would sometimes maybe not explore with someone else and I think you know it becomes a creative partnership Mm -hmm. you know and I think you know with relationships there is a lot of pragmatism to them you know obviously in the beginning it's all like the sexual connection and the the physical energy and all that but you know as you go on you're like what am I getting out of this Mm -hmm. and not to sound like oh you need to give and what am I giving to this I think you know for me and are you able to give to it I think is a big one too because there's some people like for me, like intimacy is like it's like a deep closeness. It's like where you're really yourself, yeah. and and it's not it, it, like the comfort. I feel like there there are times that I feel just comfortable with people, but I'm not. I'm still not telling you my deep dark, sure. or just like my moments of vulnerability, or telling you I'm sad, or telling you I'm happy, or to, I'm just like. You know, I feel like the real shit that's going on or like the real feelings in any moment, whether you especially even you're in a relationship and you're like, hey, I feel like I need this. Whether it's insert, you know, I need Pe- whatever. What? Yeah, like, insert penis. No, what? no, no it's insert. Kidding. Yeah, You're like, insert. Yeah, insert. I just took it to that. I'm no, like, I like it. Yeah, yeah. That's usually where my mind would go. Right. I'm still a little hungover. No, so good. <laughs> um, it's true. It's yeah. Sunday. I'm party on late. Oh my god, I was out way too late last night. Guys. Your, uh, I'm dying. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, oh what's Natasha got going on? Party on. Yeah, right. Dancing, throw it down. Last night I was, yeah, it was friend's birthday. I was like, fuck it, one day a week I'm partying. Saturday. Yeah. And uh, no, so it's so it's even like because I feel a lot of couples have this problem, too. You're like even sexually like, hey, I want to do this. I want to try this. But you're not the real intimacy isn't there because you you don't 
feel safe enough to even say those things and and to really open up and be like, oh, this is where I am in the state of where wherever you are in your totally. relationship. And I mean, I think you hit on those two big things, vulnerability and communication. Yeah. You know, with vulnerability, it's that ability, to, you know, to really just kind of open up in a way that someone could hurt you. Yeah. And I've done that before. Like after my divorce, like I was like, you know, I was first off, I was a total commitment phobe until I got married. I was like, oh, I got to get married. Like and it was just it was the timing and all my friends were getting married yeah. and I was like 26 when we started oh dating God, and then I was 28 yeah. when we got married Jeez. kid by 30 oh you know gosh. I was Early. on the track yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah, it's and it a was normal like the, track yeah, yeah and like cause I mean I'm from Jersey and like all my friends were like in that you know kind of yeah. small town or hometown totally. kind of vibe and you, know, you start seeing that and you know the less and less I go back the less and less you're influenced of course but um but I think you know the, the communication I did not have the, those tools yeah. In my marriage, I didn't have those tools, and those were learned for me through divorce. Mm-hmm. So, like through divorce, I learned how to communicate, mm-hmm. and it was really fucked up to say that, no, <laughs> but it okay, taught yeah. me how to like actually be present and understand what to engage with, mm-hmm. what to not, not what to engage use my, with. Yeah, right. Because you're like, I'm gonna give my energy Half to of this. The battle is not engaging. I tell, I'm like, pick your battles, yeah. girl. Like, uh, whenever I'm telling like a girlfriend, I'm like, just pick. Shh. Like, you can't. Right. You can't fight for every single thing yeah and it's hard and i notice myself even now it's like i'm still like i catch myself and you have to like go oh my god like admit you're wrong like wow i'm really a dick i'm sorry i'm just not you know that's probably why now it's like i don't even know if i could be in a relationship because i don't even know how to handle like you know because i you know i don't know what that would be like to be with someone on a constant level like my last like what I would consider serious relationship that was like long was a year. It was long distance. Yeah. Like and oh, total commitment phobe. Oh my god, we got it. she was twenty two oh, yeah. at the time, oh, like yeah. in college. You know, because you like, know that that's not going to yeah. go anywhere. <laughs> you you know, she's far away. Right. And like, <laughs> and you and you're just like, well, there's somebody there, but it's not really there. Right. And, and like, and I have an easy like, out because yeah. I could just be like, hey, man, yeah. you're one. This is long distance. Two, your baby. Yeah, like, it's, it's hard. And I was the one who got my heart broken. So oh, I was like, yeah, because I was like, uh, I thought it was like this great thing, and then all of a sudden she went off with somebody else. I, uh, like, I mean, what did you? What would you expect? What did I expect? I was like, all my you friends are like, it. Ben, come on, you come knew. on, you, you knew know. this is where it was going. Of course. I was like, You're right. And, and look, I mean, yeah, we talk about the commitment thing all the time because I'm like, I'm a former commitment phobe. So, yeah. and I did former, all of so that. So now you're ready. You're ready to settle down. Not settle. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why people always say. Uh, here's my thing. I'm not. I'm not a big believer in marriage, but that's okay. I still believe in commitment. Sure. So I feel like I I'm ready for a committed relationship, well, and that doesn't mean that every the person I date is like by date three. I'm like this is like this my, is, yeah, like that's not. Yeah. I want to still want to take a lot of time with somebody and get to know sure. you before I'm like, oh, am I really committed? But that's like when I date people now, I'm like, is there potential? Do I really want you around for a longer period of time? And if not, then moving on at this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I where back in the day, yeah. I would just keep them around to like, you know, mess around and just do whatever. I'm like, oh, whatever. You had a, a bench. Yeah. You had, you had yeah, a lineup. I had my Rolodex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you know, for me, it's like, I'm not exactly what... I would never say I was a, I'm a commitment phobe. It's funny because after the divorce, like my one friend Skip would always be like, "Dude, you're like a, a, a lesbian with the U-Haul out back. Like yeah. you want to be like ready to move in, be like, here I am, day That's three. So funny. I got my U-Haul. Yeah, yeah, the know? U-Haul thing. Yeah, oh, like, my lesbian friends told yeah. me about that. I was like, oh, that's so funny. And my friend was like, dude. Like that's that's you. And I'm like, I don't know why. I mean, I think you know, because again, it was like 
that feeling of needing to be but, like, in or something and, or yeah. and I, I think at the time too like you know when i was doing the master of the sun i was v- like super busy mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden it was like it it that project was a really long project you know we you know and when i was working on i was super busy but then all of a sudden i had a big lull in it and there was just this time and i was kind of in that relationship yeah so i started putting more and more energy to that yeah and it wasn't giving me back because there wasn't the same way going in because yeah. i was able to balance my creative stuff with you know and i find now it's like i give so much energy to all the creative stuff that you know the relationship stuff i think i need to find a new balance yes get into, of course right of so course. i think you know but that's the thing it's like life is rela- always about readjusting adjusting and making little changes like i mean it's like when you're you know riding levels on a in a studio you're always you always gotta be life is the mix yeah like you're in the mix you're like where and you have to always keep adjusting because it's like yeah there's never like one stationary (laughs) autopilot you know way to make and there's never a one size fits all i think that's that's a huge issue and i think you know, talking about intimacy, it's like you want to feel like there's a lot of pseudo intimacy. Yeah. There's a lot of easy ways like and I don't want to say like one night stands, but, you know, where you can completely let go with someone that you might not be really connected yes. to. And but that's what I'm saying. I don't feel like that's really intimacy. I think that's just. I don't know. I, I, th- I mean, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe it is sort of pseudo, but it's just like filling a need in that one moment. But it's not really like. So here's an interesting stat. It says yeah. fearing intimacy and avoiding closeness in relationships is a norm for about 17% of adults in Western cultures. I feel like it's higher, that, but especially for like number. young people nowadays, yeah. like when we're dating with the, the app culture, like Huge. you don't re- when you meet so many people, it's like, who do I even open up to yeah. and who do I? So you're fucking alive. Like for me, as somebody who like when I slept with people, I had no emotion involved with it at sure. all. Like, I am not the girl who ever, ever, ever got attached because I slept with him. So I was always just like, well, let's fill the need. It's, it's yeah. By, it was like a nice Mutual moment. masturbation. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> off we go. Like, see, and if it worked out great, if it didn't, okay. Yeah, like, cool. I mean, That's why I'm always like, I don't really know if sex is like... Sex, I think, you know, that's why I come back to the intimacy of AI, right? Or chat. Yes. Because, okay, yeah. So you know, tell people. So, so, so we, we, we're, we're going to talk even more about intimacy, but this was like an interesting thing you told me about, which well, was in China. Yeah, the Zhao Ice. Yes. So explain to people what that so, is. So I guess about a year or so ago, Zhao Ice, which is Microsoft's chatbot, which means little Bing, because Big Bing is their search engine. Yeah, Microsoft Bing. Right, yeah. so Microsoft Bing. So little Bing, Zhao Ice, um, is basically a chatbot that's tied into the search engine that you know has so much data and machine learning built into it that you know it's kind of and then obviously interactions with all these different people. So it's constantly learning and growing from all of its interactions and creating almost like the nuances of human speech yeah, patterns. Yeah. And and as well with, you know, what people are into or wish to talk about or find ways to connect, um, you know, or open up and kind of make you feel like, hey, this is someone who's known you for mm-hmm. a really long time. And, you know, I think that's where, you know, what I'm looking at with intimacy versus, you know, this kind of 
fast food culture. You know, I think yeah. we have just, you know, since the 80s, everything's gone into a fast food nation. Yeah. And with food, obviously fast food. But I mean, I think with with everything that we have, everything is I want it now. Yeah. You know, and, and things are, you know, it's consumable. We're mm -hmm. a consumer nation, consumer world in a lot of ways. But, you know, for the most part, America itself you know, Western culture is much about consumption. So, you know, with Tinder and all these dating apps, swipe right, boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Okay, Cupid, you know, you feel like you have so many options when in fact you really don't. Yeah. I think you're you're lying to yourself. So all of a sudden now, let's just say this Zhao Ice comes along and it's this chat bot that basically is one thing and you get to talk to it. Now it's talking to let's say another yeah. 10 million people yeah. or 5 million people. And funny enough, just like the, the ch that chat bot it has had over 10 billion conversations right yeah. now in China. Yeah. Um, Which is amazing. And it gives like very real responses. I read a lot. Some you of can them. send a picture to it and it'll go, oh my God, did you hurt your foot? How yeah. is your foot feeling? And it feeling? follows like, up with you the next yeah. day. And like it gives real reactions. And it's not always polite. Yeah. It kind of tells it like it it's, is. It's like blunt. I read a conversation <laughs> where a guy was like, or a girl was like, Oh, I can't. I still miss him. She's like, get yeah, it was like, get over it. Right. Yeah, it was an article. She's like, yeah. you, she's, but she was giving right. You can still miss him. Yeah. But get over it. Yeah. Like, just still miss it, him. Yeah. And but it, you're not going to reach out. No, it's like, oh, wow. Right. Like, just saying it like it is. And that's like your best friend would. Yeah. Like I was reading another article and I don't think it was had anything to do with, with artificial intelligence. It just had to do with, you know, your best friend is the one who's probably going to be the meanest to you. Yeah. The person that cares about you the most is going to be what you consider yeah. mean because they're the one who's just going to be like, my yo, your friends put me in my place all right, the time. Fuck you. Stop being like yeah. this. Uh, you know, whatever. And it's like when all of a sudden you have a, a you know, interaction with this kind of bot or whatever it is that understands the nuances of, of human speech and, and, and all that, you know, it's like, what, what does that become? Yeah. You know, is, is it, and, and the more you interact with it, the more does it become, you know, understanding of your, you know, kind of your nuances, yeah. your lifestyle, your, your, your weaknesses and your strengths and yeah. things like that. And all of a sudden you start sharing your deepest, darkest feelings with it. That could be the most intimate thing you have yeah. and it doesn't really exist. And that's what I, so we're going to, we're going to talk more about like, is, is talking with like example, AI and chat, chatbots are, is that intimacy and what really is intimacy and how can you tell like if maybe you have, you're not able to be intimate sure. with somebody, there, there are lots of signs. Um, but first we're going to go to this message. We only have 30 seconds to describe the newest specialty flavor in the Signature Crafted Recipes collection by McDonald's, Garlic White Cheddar. It starts with crispy, juicy, and delicious buttermilk chicken, layered with a dramatic drizzle of delicious, delectably creamy garlic aioli, a crunchy medley of crispy garlic chips, topped with a slice of melty white cheddar cheese, finished with iceberg lettuce, and a juicy tomato slice all between a soft warm artisan roll. <sighs> Luckily, you can take all the time you need to savor it. And don't forget to make time to savor our other Signature Crafted Recipes, Pico Guacamole and Sweet Barbecue Bacon. I participate in McDonald's for a limited time. We only have 30 seconds to describe the newest specialty flavor in the Signature Crafted Recipes collection by McDonald's, Garlic White Cheddar. It starts with crispy, juicy, and delicious buttermilk chicken, layered with a dramatic drizzle of delicious, delectably creamy garlic aioli, a crunchy medley of crispy garlic chips, topped with a slice of melty white cheddar cheese, finished with iceberg lettuce, and a juicy tomato slice all between a soft warm artisan roll. <sighs> Luckily, you can take all the time you need to savor it. And don't forget to make time to savor our other Signature Crafted Recipes, Pico Guacamole and Sweet Barbecue Bacon. I participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to Kind of Dating. I'm Natasha. I'm here with my friend Benjamin Jackendoff, co-writer of Masters of the Sun with Black Eyed Peas. Um, also uh, runs Comic Book Sunday. Yeah. Um, 
So we're talking about intimacy, and you were, we were talking about the chatbots in China and how there's this one where, you know, people are having, like, crazy intense conversations with this chatbot and probably telling them all their deepest, darkest secrets. Right. Is that intimacy when the other partner yeah. isn't real? I mean, I think, you know, coming back to the idea of what we have with these dating apps, yeah. you constantly, like, just... I have a friend, I mean, but you still know like the person on the other end is like a human. But the question is, is who, do you really know them? Like that's yeah, the biggest I agree thing. With that. And I think you know, all of a sudden you're getting you know very shallow interactions. Yeah. On a physical level, like oh, let's go on a date. We go on one date. We then you know have maybe some banter, depending. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a friend who you know she's in town and she was saying all you ever want to do is have deep conversations. You can't just be goofy. And I'm like, I can totally be goofy. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's I'm like, that. I'm that way too. I go on dates and I'm always like I always end up having like yeah. deep conversations <laughs> about the life I, the universe never, and everything yeah, in between <laughs> I never do the like standard questions no. I'm, I'm always just like I go straight into it. I'm like, yeah. well, let's talk about spirituality and religion, right. politics and whatever. Everything. Like, I wonder about your family. Like, totally. fucking tell me. Yeah, tell me what is what is the, you know, yeah, and, roll out the litany yeah, of, of things exactly. about you. Yeah. Like, because I think it's so important to know who the person is, who you are, what makes you tick, yeah. what makes you happy, what makes you, you But know. why do we think, like, why are people more comfortable? Like, so I get it. I get that with Tinder and all these apps, like, we aren't. We're not opening up. And can I be honest with you? Yeah. I When I was researching this topic for today, I realized I think I have intimacy issues. And like a big, you know, some of the signs that they were saying of like, you know, if you have it, um, it's like problems communicating your emotions. You can't yeah. really express what you want. Um, you know, the kind of emotionally, physically distant stuff. Like I know that I have a hard time when I'm in a relationship to like really tell people how I feel. I have a hard time one, even getting to that point that I want to open up to anybody. Sure. And like, I've heard this so much from relationships where guys are just like, I had no idea. You seem like you got it all together. And like, that was a sign. They're like people who just like always have it together, always into work. Right. And like, it's like a way to keep people kind of away and like people sure. who have like a positive outlook all the time, but are never really like show you when you're sad. And my best friend was telling me this. She yeah. was like, you know, Tash, I think like one of your biggest things is like you're, you're on all the time. And it's like, I think 10% of the time people really see you no i'm the and same i way. have a hard yeah and i i was like holy shit i didn't think that i had any of those like real but i i realized like now when i'm dating i like i only want to be with somebody that like somehow gets it out of me like i don't know and i'm not yeah. saying uh, not to fix me or anything like that no but it allows I'm you working to be you. at it yes and like yeah is he gonna go? Why aren't you happy right yes. now? Yes. You know the thing I hate the the thing I hate the most because I'm the same way. Like I'm super positive. I'm always yeah. up. But there's certain people that I you know allow myself to just be like, oh, yeah. what a shitty day or this mm -hmm. or that. And that was also something too in my in my marriage that you know when I was having a rough day, she would think that it was because of her or she would you know, yeah. and her happiness was based off of my happiness. So it became this yes. Endless so you just felt like drain. you always had to be so on, to keep, yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden when you can't be, then you just start going down and down mm -hmm. and down that you know spiral so if you don't have that ability to kind of find that balance yeah. or someone who could just let you be yeah let you be you and i think that's my biggest thing is like i'm super independent i like my space but at the same time i also like to have someone that you can you know share
share that share experiences yeah. with. And and that, you know, and I, you know, obviously having a son at six is amazing. You know, and I get him every weekend. And, you know, we we both share a love of video games and mm-hmm. things like that. And it's like, you know, the love of a child is the most pure love you can have yeah. because that connection is like they look at you, especially at that age, like you are everything the yeah. sun the moon the stars in the sky and i'm like oh i'm scared about when you turn 14 yeah but you know but i think you know coming back to the intimacy part of it you know it's like letting your guard down allowing yourself to be vulnerable having that ability to communicate you know saying what's on your mind and i think so much of that issue is the fear of losing someone yeah. because if you really genuinely care about someone mm-hmm. or love them or you know, if they truly love you, they're not going to just go, fuck you, whatever, yeah. whatever. Or but just it, like, because I've always found like that's my hard thing is like two things. One, every time I tell somebody like, hey, so, one, like even if it's something small, like it, I, I wasn't happy with this one little thing. Sure. And I'm really calm about shit, too. Like, I, I never say it in like an angry kind of like bitchy way. I'm very just like, you. oh, hey, you know, like, I just want to let you know this thing happened and blah, blah, blah. But I tend to find like whenever I say something like the, the dude just like freaks out and it's over. And I'm like, I don't. So like, I'm never allowed to say fucking anything. And, and so for yeah. a long time, I didn't say things when I had problems with people I dated because I was like, if I do, it's over. And then I'm just yeah. like, and it's not like they're ending it from that. But, you know, it just starts but like it a starts spiral becomes, yeah, of the, shit. And I'm just like, I don't get it because I said one thing like I'm not allowed to have fucking feelings. Well, the problem is, is that when you, you know, it's it's not it has obviously nothing. It's, like, yeah. it's not about you. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, I think so many people that are insecure and don't have good relationships with themselves always look at that as a mirror. Yeah. So all of a sudden that triggers mm-hmm. them to go, oh, my God, like, you know, all these other things that yes. are wrong with me. Yeah. Oh, I am not hiding them well enough or whatever yeah. it is. So it's like then they start thinking that you're going to just start picking them apart. Yeah. Whatever. And honestly, if you're secure in yourself, you're willing to go, you know what? I'm imperfect. Totally. I'm open to change. There's certain things that become my like deal breakers. Like, yeah. you know, and I don't know, like, I'll be honest, like I had an experience and this is something, you know, I have a friend, um, that we were, you know, out the other night and, you know, we're not together at all. But like for me, like, you know, there's whatever. It's one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like there was this thing where it was like she was like all into the other pre- like friend. And I was like, whoa, like, uh, you know, like right. I'm feeling a little left out. I feel like fifth wheel here. Yeah, yeah I brought yeah. it up and it became kind of an issue. And I was like, well, what? Like, you can't see that. Like, yeah, the other if you just like, you know. Yeah. And that's it's, the other reason why people have such a hard time also being vulnerable is because the other party sometimes uh, doesn't give you the the compassion that you want when somebody's even opening up to you to sure. tell you. And look, I, I mean, I'm not just playing devil's advocate. I've been I've been that girl sometimes when you know somebody might like me and I I wasn't aware or something like that. And you're and super then flirtatious like, with them and silly and goofy. And yeah. The guy oh, you're but with see, is like, yeah, but see, I'm not like that though. I'm I never right. flirt with anybody unless I'm like. Into them. Into but here's you. the thing. I think, well, again, it's like, I don't care if somebody's really into somebody. I'm one of those people that's like, if you really are into that other person and not into me, I'm not here yeah, to stop yeah, that up. Yeah, of course. Go. Yeah. Go with God. Do your thing. But because, you're just like letting But it's like one of those things that... where you let them know. And it's like, well, you know, that just did, you know, it's one of those things in like psychology. It didn't make me feel, Good, yeah. I don't feel, you know, you make it yeah. about yourself and you say, it. it's not about what you did. It's how I felt. I feel about it, yes. And this is, you know, and that's on me. Like that's my responsibility. And I think that's a huge thing in any sort of relationship or any sort of, you know, 
again, that's that comes back to the intimacy, being responsible for your mm-hmm. feelings, being responsible for your communication. And I think so much of it, we're, our fear of intimacy is losing that other person. Yeah. You know, when we truly love someone, we have to always be able to let them go. Oh, totally. You know, it's like, if you love them, let them go and they'll come back to you Mm -hmm. if it's real. And it's like, and that's scary. It's Mm -hmm. like, and I've done that many times and, you know, and it's true though, if someone genuinely cares about you and you showed your best side when you're with them or even friends with them or whatever and you let them go, they're going to come back and go, wow, like that Ben or whoever it is, that person was like, really genuine with me and like I have not gotten that from anyone else mm-hmm. you know or or maybe they have yeah. maybe they go oh wow like that becomes mm-hmm. their gold standard you know well, and like it's funny because you know I, I always used to think it was cliche you know people were like oh I want my partner to be my best friend yeah. and I'd be like what the <laughs> fuck like fuck you best like, friends. You know, yeah I'm like you have a best friend for a reason right. you know? <laughs> but now I kind of sort of get it because yeah. I'm like man like my best friends are the ones that I pick up the phone and I cry to and like people you know in life just in general the nature of our work and the nature of social media makes you feel like everything in your life is always perfect and God knows that there are plenty (laughs) plenty of things in my life that are not perfect there's nothing perfect perfect, imperfection is perfection because it allows you to have relative you know uh, you know look at things relatively but it's crazy that no that like I can't tell. I don't know why, like, I can't tell people that. Or it's like if you date a guy and they're just always, like, they want the, like, fierce chick all the time. And I'm like, man, I'm a fucking human, too. And, like, sometimes I'm just, like... Not having a good day they want a bot. and like yeah exactly they want they want a, a robot right because people here's you know the problem is is that we don't truly know what we want yeah like that I you know agree the more that. we know ourselves the more we have a better idea of the direction we want to go yeah it's like writing a story you know my whole thing in in, in as a writer I always say know your ending but yeah. don't worry about where you're going on the journey mm-hmm. because the journey is going to change like you could write that story thirty times and you're not going to get the most and ultimately too like I even look at Masters of the Sun there's like other things I'm like oh if we only oh I just want to put you know thread that in yeah, if we yeah. had four more pages or whatever nothing you can never be completely satisfied totally. well happy I think satisfaction is the place to go where you can kind of stop your work mm-hmm. you know and like my dad's a painter and like you know and he does many other but as a painter it's like he'll just keep working on something over and and you know and it's like you ne- need to know when you're like okay it's good enough mm-hmm. and I'm satisfied with it because it makes me feel pleased. Yeah. And I think that is the thing. It's like we don't know what truly satisfies us until we kind of let go and let it just be present. Yeah. You know, and just be present with that thing and let it go. And then the next thing or whatever it is, like that's the beauty of, of, an, of a relationship is that the person you're with is not going to be the same person the next day or the next oh, minute no, or the next this. And that's the beauty of it. Because if you're like, it's, it's, you know, one plus one equals three, you know, you're creating something completely mm-hmm. new. And that new thing basically is, you know, that ever changing, ever flowing you know journey and that's Mm -hmm. what makes it so cool and it's like the end you know that the end what do you want in the end like i see my ending it's like 
I would love to have a, a ranch like out in Wisconsin or somewhere like Wyoming, whatever, like with a f- horses and a farm and all this cool shit. And whoever I'm with, you know, I have a big tractor yeah. and I want to just dig holes and I want to have just cool shit to That's do. Awesome. And yeah. just like to me and, you know, and be on a lake and be able to go fishing and have a canoe yeah. and just like things that just like kind of like let you just zone out. Yeah. And then I want a huge music studio in my place. <laughs> you know, maybe it's my own house. So like just while, be- while it's like a beautiful ranch, yeah. like a big jam going on. Yeah, yeah. just we, and you know, we were like, we'll be over in the in yeah. the other house, just jamming out. Yeah. You know, I get a bunch of totally. dope jazz musicians that we're just, you know, vibing it. Yeah. And that's what I see as my ending. Yeah. Because like, that's how I want to go out in the twilight. I don't know how I'm going to get there. Yeah. But. I know that just if you keep pushing forward, the person that's going to enjoy that life with yeah. you and they're going to bring their side to it and they're going to say. And just people that you can ride the waves with, yeah. right? Because like it, life isn't comes and comes in ebbs and flows. Absolutely. And I feel like the the people you keep around and the people personally I've ended relationships with were the people that weren't there when something went wrong in my sure. life. Like if I even a small thing, if I was sick. And I'm like, like, you never even offered yeah, to like come by, no. like, give me soup. just check on me, like yeah. nothing. Hey, like, and there are times like I don't want somebody there. That's sure. a different thing. But offer, come by, and if you like, say, yeah, you know, just be respectful of what you want or totally. need. Totally. And I think so often it's like we don't want to feel like we're putting someone out, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why guys always say, "Oh, I'm not a mind reader." Girls never tell me what yeah. they want. But you know what? The only thing you need to know is just be thoughtful and that's, be kind. Totally. That's it. It's really simple. Yeah. Like, but some, it's so weird that we are. <laughs> We're just always like that with our friends. Like I feel sure. like with our, if our, if something happened to a friend of ours, immediately you'd be calling. You'd be like, "Hey man, you need something? You good? You like what, what can I do? Like blah blah." Totally. Communities fucking come out for friends, but partners, we're still like. Well, I think you know, it's it, it, to me, it becomes about the social implications that we put on it. What we've seen in television, what we've yeah. seen it, read in books, whatever it is, or you know, what we look at as our kind of in some ways gold standard or what we don't want are those that are around us like our mm-hmm. family our parents you know like for me it was like my parents were divorced they were divorced you know they should have divorced probably earlier yeah but it was one of those things where it was like you know they stayed together for the kids and all yeah, that yeah. and you know and my parents were very good you know very close yeah good friends my dad's remarried has his thing you know my mom does her thing and ultimately, I saw that as kind of like, okay, it can it can work. Totally. If, if you get divorced, it doesn't mean that you have to hate the other person. Yeah, no. And so, like, I saw that as the way to kind of approach my own mm-hmm. divorce. And I always look at other people in my life, and I am always like, how do I learn from this person? How do I grow from this person? Yeah. You know, these people I feel like are put into my life for a reason to grow from. And, you know, when I was going through my divorce, I was living with a friend of mine who had gone, you know, an older guy. I'd gone through a horrible divorce, had three kids, you know, and this and that. And he and his ex-wife do not talk. Oh, it was a miserable, yeah. whatever. And I saw all those things that he, you know, had gone through. And I was like, I don't want that. And yeah. I will do whatever it takes to not have that. And and I think, again, that it brings back the communication side. Yeah. Where it's like you have to be able to communicate with the other person. And you have to be able to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. And have to be vulnerable and all yeah. those things, which are the core elements yeah. of intimacy like <laughs> and that's a, that that's the thing so when i i was living with somebody um my last relationship and uh it broke my heart because 
we moved in together, and I thought everything was fine because how long he, were we together for before? Uh, we were actually only together for like a year. It all happened okay. very fast, yeah. but that was because I got in a bad car accident. Okay. He was there. We rode that wave, and like that intimacy built really early for sure, me, which sure. was like somebody saw me at my worst. Tragic. You event. saw me not happy all the time, and you still loved me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and you were there when I was in like no makeup and dirty clothes. Yeah. So I'm like, you already saw the worst. You're gonna like all the good <laughs> stuff. You know what right. I mean? So for me, it had already built. And and then when we lived together, he ended up acting out of the relationship. So, you know, he sort of kind of cheated. And and I remember being like, what? And it was just sort of like he was he had all this other stuff going on inside yeah. that he wasn't telling me. Sure. And I was just like, I thought that we were good friends. Like, yeah. I told you everything. Yeah. I would tell you when I was upset or whatever, like. I can't make you tell me anything. And then I realized, I'm like, dude, we don't, we didn't really have intimacy. I was like, and, and of course, therapists had to say that too, you know, of like, well, why weren't you opening up to her? And that was his blockage yeah. and his problem. And, um, and we, you know, we have our own levels of it, but I was just like, it broke my heart to be like, shit. It's, that's a hard one. Cause you know, it's like when someone comes in and they're such a giver, you think that they're you know, in so many ways, the best thing that's come along, right? Yeah. But the problem is, and this is like, I take responsibility for this myself, like being a giver so often that doesn't allow you to, you think you're fixing someone. Yeah. You kind of go into relationships to kind of fix someone or be there because you don't have to fix your own shit. Yeah. And you don't have to deal with Mm -hmm. your own stuff. So as soon as then, you know, you're in a kind of Good place, yes, or a place and where you're starting. Exactly start, what happened. All of a sudden, and then the reason I started recovering, and yeah, the minute I started recovering, and it got scary. Happened. I'm like, wait, what? Right. And I'm like, got, don't you want this person that's like right. with it and can move and is and happier and like, with but, yeah. And I was just like, but, and I would even ask him all the time. I'd be like, tell me, how are you feeling? Because I knew he was he was like an introverted guy. So I'd be like, are you like, good with it? Great. It's great. Because he, or you know, the thing I would always say, oh, I'm tired. You know, if I don't want to yeah, talk about yeah, something, yeah. I'm tired. It's not yeah. really interesting. Yeah, I'm tired. But I think, you know, ultimately with that kind of stuff, it's like you end up not really wanting to reveal yourself or be, he probably was a yeah. commitment phobe. Yeah. He felt like, you know, with that kind of a situation that, you know, he could be, act as a role, mm-hmm. you know, play a part. And then, you know, cheating, look, guys that can't break up with someone cheat. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's always it. I mean, right? thing, like, he didn't he didn't end up actually, he didn't physically caught some conversation before it happened. Sure. But then so I was just we like, like, dude, oh. you actually it out like yeah. like you could have had a conversation with me that that you you know it wasn't where you wanted it to be sure. in terms of like he was like festering so much shit inside so like crazy. literally yeah. building stuff up in his head and i was like this makes no sense but if you talked about it you wouldn't have been acting out over it you know like it's, but you didn't so the, and it, again yeah. like you could have built this intimate relationship but instead you chose to like run away and right. go make something that didn't even happen with somebody well, else. And, I'm, and, like, I, and, I, and I'm sure that was, again, back to the commitment phone side of it, but also at the same time, it's like, it's easier to just keep shifting. Totally. You know, and totally. it's like when you shift, it's like, it's the same thing with like the Tinders or these, yeah. you know, kind of quick things because, you know, it depends too on your age. I think, yeah. you know, I don't know how old I he agree. was, but like when you've been through, I mean, I'm 37 now yeah. and it's like, I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, the person that I really, like, I know who, when the person that's right for me yeah. and is in my life, 
I will know that. Yeah, like, I know totally. that I'll know yeah. that. I don't know who it is. I don't know what yeah, exactly those checklists gonna, are. Yeah, but completely. the problem with checklists is it's like you don't know what that is because you're constantly changing. You know, totally. I'm constantly changing on a daily basis. So it's like I don't know what that yeah. is. You know, I think for me, a big part of it, obviously, is someone who's good with my son, which yeah, is a huge part of, of it and has a great relationship, yeah. you know, with me and my son in that space. And also at the same time, isn't jealous of my ex, which, of you know, course, because, and yeah. that's a hard thing. I had a relationship like that with someone who I thought was much more mature and together and she was you know had her shit together and you know why i broke things off was because she was like jealous of my relationship with my ex-wife and i'm like Uh, we're done she's remarried like there's nothing there this is not about you know and and i think you know those kinds of things you know really you get those deal breakers that come through but i mean look if you can be honest and open with someone if they say look i feel insecure about that relationship and if i can be honest and say there is nothing there yeah you you need to trust me on that yeah if you don't trust me on that then how can you trust me on anything yeah you know know, or and i mean there's a matter of also digging deeper and being like okay well what parts of that relationship were making you feel insecure so is it like and so then you know that reveals a little bit is it like maybe you know, you she felt you said something to your ex versus her, and it's like okay, so noted. Right. I will tell you that next yeah. time first, and then make sure you know what I mean, like little adjustments and totally. But intimacy is like it's it. it I think that's the difference between just like love and like real love and just like True. dating because like yeah. you're really intimate with all the people that really matter in your life your family your your best friends you totally. know people that you really really open up with and those are the people that like you probably have genuine love for like yeah and so it's just you know but i think that we could have more of that like deeper relationships with people if we tried to well, and Come out we, of our shell a yeah, little bit. I mean, it's the risk part. Yeah. I think right now we're such a fear-driven society and culture. Totally. You know, I mean, we look at everything, you know, from these these kind of, you know, movements towards police state to just, you know, terrorism and this mm-hmm. and that. And we are so conditioned right now to be afraid. Oh, my gosh. And yes. I think, you know, that pervades the entire, you know, consciousness of our of our country and of the world, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, you know, in some respects, yes, there's reasons like, you know, there's, there's attacks and this and yeah. that. But at the end of the day day it's like if you live your life in fear you're not living at all you might as well be dead you know it's like there's no point like i wake up every day and i'm like this is a day if i die today it is what it is you know but i'm gonna live this day the best that Mm -hmm. i can and that's all you can do like we have every day i mean time the only currency that exists is time that's it you know and and we have two things to give which is our word and our time that's it money doesn't matter Mm -hmm. none you know it's all made up We, we make it up to to you know create feelings of oh, I have so much money in my bank account, you know, and that feels so great. Yeah, it sucks when you have no money in your bank account. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. yeah, fuck, I can't get that soda today yeah. or whatever, that coffee, yeah. not that I drink soda, yeah. but you know, whatever. And it's like, I think those kinds of things, we are constantly always needing something. Yeah. We feel empty. And, you know, when you actually can truly connect with someone in a very kind of balanced and peaceful and, and true sort of way, um, and allow yourself to be present in those moments, mm-hmm. then you are filling up your 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 uh, your bank so yeah, much, your spirit bank, so much more. you know, your energy bank, whatever you want to call it. And it's like you can get so much more out of your life on a daily basis yeah. if you're letting those kinds of connections happen. And and letting those connections, and if that means that that other person doesn't stay in your life, then that's actually like at least you're getting to it faster. Totally, and so absolutely. then you're both getting absolutely. off to I... who who is the right person for you because. 
Well, be and and being present. Like every day, you wake up and you're like, "Is w- what are the things? Like, does this? If something bothers you, say it. Like, yeah. And and you know, and if you're wrong in the situation, then admit it. Yeah. Don't just keep fucking banging the, right. the horse. And totally. you know what? Even if you're right and it's creating a bigger problem, like you said before, it's like pick and choose your battles. Fine, I'm right. I don't really fucking care. I don't yeah. have the energy to, to just totally. keep yep. you know spinning this wheel. And I think that comes back to time. Why are we putting time? What are we doing with our time? Yeah. You know. And and if our time is not moving us forward then what's the point and that obviously is relative right which comes back to you know with artificial intelligence everything being relative yeah. you know we have senses we have our five senses six senses if you want to kind of get into the other yeah. metaphysical but i think with our five senses that's all we know and and for people that ha- are missing a certain sense you know for instance like what if you don't have you know the the sense of of sound or touch or anything and all you have is is uh you know sight and you have the only way to interact is this text-based yeah. environment mm-hmm. that becomes a very real thing to yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's kind of what I keep looking at with interactions with artificial intelligence or chatbots or things like that. You know, I think there's a there's a side to it that can be also very positive, you know, as long as people are not um, are not using that as a crutch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. I have a crazy belief that, you know, who knows, in 500 years, we might not need our bodies. You know, right. it's like we, if, if energy is neither created nor destroyed, we are just energy. We're yeah. just housed in organic robots. Mm-hmm. Now with our striving to build robots, we're just creating simulacrums of everything of nature. Yeah, and that's, that's all true. we do as human beings. We're like, oh, there's a bird. It's flying. I'm I want to fly. Yeah. Right. And that's again, comes back to time. Time yeah. is about, we go from point A to point B. Well, instead of using a horse or a train we use a plane yeah. next we're going to use rockets next we're going to use teleportation yeah and all we're doing is buying time yeah you know and that's really it right. so it's like as as these robots and all these things we're creating simulacrums of ourselves and and you know made in our image and likeness right. we so badly want to be god but we're not i know you know we have a desperation then the shit just got mad deep right here we got super deep <laughs> talking about intimacy that's where i go look we could keep going on <laughs> about this but unfortunately you know we're a limited show uh, you're gonna come back though we'll I have will. you back um, but before we we go we always do something called six questions sure. with all of our guests it's our dating version of the Bernard Pivot questionnaire made famous on Inside the Actor's Studio so yeah, turn your fucking Sorry, phone off it was no, off I put it on vibrate I don't know why I was vibrating um, here are your six Sorry. questions what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner um first thing I notice you know someone that actually can just laugh and be present Mm. I think that's really a huge thing someone that's just comfortable and engaged and not constantly on their phone yeah (laughs) speaking of as my phone rings right you know god damn it what is your one deal breaker uh a bad relationship with my ex-wife because like honestly like I want to maintain you know that familial structure so my son has something positive growing up it's a huge thing what turns you on Turns me on an intimate relationship. Yes, <laughs> it really does. I think having these deep conversations about metaphysics and quantum computing—that yeah, yeah. shit turns me on. Someone who is able to, you know, really express themselves and is wanting to push themselves further yeah. and look deeper into life. You know, yeah. I think that is exciting. And that, you know, as a pet, coming back to yeah. potential partner, that's something I look for. It's like yeah. someone who is—you're looking for an adventure. Yeah. You want an adventure. You know, <laughs> tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships. Um, uh, strength, I would say being able to be communicative and present, you know, now, like mm-hmm. I've learned and grown to that and, and being able to be kind of 
open with certain, you know, open up and, and you know, about how I'm feeling within a specific time, you know, yeah. that didn't make me feel so good, blah, blah, blah. So I hope that <laughs> that's a yeah. good, and you know, the, this, weakness? yeah, weakness, you know, sometimes it can be a little needy, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm it's in good. it, yeah, yeah, you know, it's okay, it's okay. So what is love? What is love? Um, love is a four letter word. Right. Uh, no. uh, you know, it, it to get deep again, I mean, you know, and I'm not a particularly religious person, but I think the true thing that comes out of, you know, I was raised Catholic and Jewish. Mm-hmm. God is love, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're taught. God is love. Well, God is everything. God is the universe. We have the God Adam in us. That's what love is. Love is the connection of, of people. It's, it's again, it comes back to intimacy, opening yourself up, yeah. letting go, being vulnerable and, and, and achieving a higher state, mm-hmm. you know? Besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Let's get sushi. But that's technically four words, but you know. I get it. <laughs> you know, okay. you get it. Use a contraction. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, I love sushi. It's Me such too. A great thing. Uh, <laughs> Ben, thank you so much for being on the show today. How Absolutely. can people find you on socials? Um, I have my Instagram. I have two accounts. My, my public one is Comic Book Sunday on mm-hmm. Instagram. Uh, my Twitter is Skate N S K eight E N T underscore. Um, obviously, my personal one is Jack the Joker. If you're my homie, I'll add you. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know. I post a lot of pictures of my Oh, I hear you. It's all like good. That, you know, so. um, and everybody, uh, go get Masters of the Sun. Uh, yes. It's available here, Meltdown Comics it as well. Is. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Friends, follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Kinda Dating. We uh, also send us your dating uh, stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Um, Kinda Dating is presented by Meltdown Comics. Come visit us, 7522 Sunset Boulevard here in L.A. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could take a few seconds, review us on iTunes. Five stars only, please. We'd really appreciate it. Um, Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. The show is produced by myself and Mason Booker, who's also the audio engineer. Our associate producer is Aisha Holden. Opening music composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis. We only have 30 seconds to describe the newest specialty flavor in the signature crafted recipes collection by McDonald's, garlic white cheddar. It starts with crispy, juicy, and delicious buttermilk chicken, layered with a dramatic drizzle of delicious, delectably creamy garlic aioli, a crunchy medley of crispy garlic chips, topped with a slice of melty white cheddar cheese, finished with iceberg lettuce and juicy tomato slice all between a soft warm artisan roll. <sighs> Luckily, you can take all the time you need to savor it. And don't forget to make time to savor our other signature crafted recipes, pico guacamole and sweet barbecue bacon. I participate in McDonald's for a limited time. We only have 30 seconds to describe the newest specialty flavor in the signature crafted recipes collection by McDonald's, garlic white cheddar. It starts with crispy, juicy, and delicious buttermilk chicken, layered with a dramatic drizzle of delicious, delectably creamy garlic aioli, a crunchy medley of crispy garlic chips, topped with a slice of melty white cheddar cheese, finished with iceberg lettuce and juicy tomato slice all between a soft warm artisan roll. <sighs> Luckily, you can take all the time you need to savor it. And don't forget to make time to savor our other signature crafted recipes, pico guacamole and sweet barbecue bacon. I participate in McDonald's for a limited time.